A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. cold out in the dark something's lurking at the edge of the park people be warned people beware there's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair hear him cry hear him howl looking for someone to disembowel claws like a hook eyes like coal feet so big they're gonna crush your soul they call him sasquatch This is Yowie Central. Welcome to the show. I'm Sarah. If you've seen a Yowie or any other strange entity and you've been dying to tell someone but you're afraid no one will believe you or people might make fun of you, you've landed in the right place. Here at Yowie Central, we won't laugh at you and we definitely don't do ridicule. And although I'm focused mainly on our beautiful hairy friends, because I've been obsessed with them since I was a girl, I know that there's all sorts of stuff going on in the invisible world around us that's really quite enthralling. So we explore all the rabbit holes we can find here at Yowie Central. If you've seen or experienced anything kooky or spooky, get in touch with me at yowiecentral at gmail.com. And you can share your story with me and the Yowie Central listeners. And if you're a bit shy and you're not sure you want to come on the show, but you really need to talk to someone about what happened to you, get in touch with me and we can have a chat. Remember, you're not alone. We believe you. We're here to listen and give you some support. It's been a rough couple of weeks for me and... I wanted to give a huge shout out to all the lovely listeners who sent me messages this week on Facebook. I really deeply appreciate it. If you missed my post, it was about my beautiful old doggo, Pip, aka the Pippinator or the Little Ranger, because she's a red healer cross. She, she hasn't turned up and we turned the farm and the surrounding areas upside down, searching for a night and day out with a thermal camera, but, you know, we, we just haven't been able to find her. But she was 17, mostly deaf and blind, um, multiple tumours, bad arthritis, like a, she was close to the end of her life anyway and I had sort of had been preparing for her to pass soon anyway, but... 
to go like this when we weren't sure what had happened. Well, we're not sure really what's happened to her. Um, the first few days were terrible because I'm thinking my poor little old dog and she's stuck somewhere and I can't find her and it was it was really, really distressing. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure if she ran off to die as, as dogs are known to do or she got disoriented and wandered off from the farm and uh, somehow made it off the farm. Uh, I just, I don't know how it happened. She, she was, you know, had such weak little back legs and could barely walk a couple of hundred metres, let alone get herself off the farm. So we're just not sure what happened. Uh, but I, I'm pretty sure by now that she's passed because she was so old and sick. I, I don't think she could have survived more than a few days uh, out on her own. So I really appreciate your support and I'd particularly love to send a special hug to a few people who I was in communication with over those few days, hysterical and really distressed. And, uh, and that's Jazz and Daz and Mark and Vali uh, for getting me through that week. I am so grateful to you. Um, you. You really made the difference in my ability to cope with all of that and um, I, I really appreciate your, your friendship and your support so much. And I also wanted to thank our awesome farmhands who also helped us search every inch of the farm. Thank you so much. Way above and beyond the call of duty. So I'm dedicating this show to my little ranger who was very, very loved. We miss you. Before I get into the chat I'm going to share with you today, I thought I'd share just a couple of other weird things that have happened over the last couple of weeks. So the first one is a friend of mine who's very psychic, a very spiritual man, and he mentioned to me when we were messaging backwards and forwards that there was an ET alien base under Springbrook Mountain, under the National Park there. So I was directing my thoughts to that at the same time as my friend was and I, I, I got a, a flash through my mind of, of a huge mothership craft and kind of a sense of busyness or, or urgency almost. My friend, he suddenly saw an image of tunnels under the ground and a couple of reptilian beings and then he noticed that they'd turned around and seen him, seen his astral body there checking them out. He felt, saw in his third eye that they were checking him out throughout the rest of that day too. And then a few days later, Flyboy and I arrived back at the farm in the car and I noticed as we were driving up the driveway a single puffy cotton ball cloud above the farm. The rest of the sky was just blue sky, no clouds anywhere. And I thought, oh, that's a bit weird, just that one cloud like that. So stopped the car, got out of the car, looked down to grab my phone so I could take a photo of it, looked back up, it's gone. Like completely vanished, not a single trace of cloud in the sky and it was completely blue sky, which is definitely not normal cloud behaviour. And it wasn't just me who saw it. It was my flyboy saw the cloud as well and saw how it disappeared. So it was definitely there, not my imagination, and it definitely disappeared. That wasn't my imagination either. So we've had the topic of clouds potentially being cloaked alien craft 
before on the show when we had Vali from Lavender Sky Panther. So I don't know if there was any connection between the disappearing cloud and the possible ET base at Springbrook or not, but it was a really weird coincidence coming just a couple of days after that experience with my friend. So anyway, very weird. If you have any thoughts on that, write in and let me know. And the other strange thing that happened just the other day, um, I was down by myself at the Castlemaine house and I'd gone to bed and I was just falling asleep when I felt someone or something grab me by the ankles and pull my legs sideways and up as if to pull me off the bed. And I, I was really startled and I, and I woke up a little bit but not totally fully woken up, but I, I realised that I must have been dreaming because my body hadn't moved from the bed, but I could still feel this pulling on my legs, like something still had a hold of my legs. So I was, it was actually a bit scary. So I ended up calling on Jesus and the Archangel Michael to help protect me, which is what I've been told to do in the past if uh, there's, you know, strange entity behaviour or anything like that. You call on Jesus and the Archangel Michael to help protect you. As soon as I said the words Jesus and Archangel Michael, the sensation completely stopped. It was really, really interesting. I'm familiar with sleep paralysis. It's happened to me throughout my life. Um, It's happened quite a lot throughout my life. But I've never felt something pull me by the feet before. It was was actually quite scary. Um, So... There's all sorts of weird stuff going on in my life at the moment. I don't know about you guys. I hope your lives aren't as weird as mine. But let me know if you've had some weird stuff happening as well. It could be just the thinning of the veil. It could be just something in the air at the moment. Okay, so let's get down to business. I'm so excited to bring you this week's show. The lovely kind soul, Craig Zammett, is a dedicated Yowie researcher and bushcraft teacher, as well as a school teacher, Monday to Friday. He has a fantastic YouTube channel called Paranormal Encrypted Adventures, which I highly recommend you check out. Craig and I have similar modus operandi in that the, the purpose behind the work that we do around Yowies in that we want to spread awareness and understanding of our hairy friends. So I really, really enjoyed catching up with Craig. And I also found out that we have something else in common. We both have experienced our own telepathic communication with Yowies. And I I mentioned that a little bit in the last show when I was talking to River Morris. But Craig and I ended up getting into a little bit more detail about our experiences in this chat. And we're both super excited and mind-blown by the whole experience. So I'm excited to share that with you today. I haven't spoken about it uh, on the show much uh, at all yet, uh, but our conversation ended up veering off into that path and I thought, you know, I'm just going to share that with my listeners. So today we're talking about Yowies and MindSpeak and we're also talking about tree structures and interdimensional beings and all sorts of cool stuff. So here's Craig. So Craig, your last 
Your last podcast, you've mentioned this fantastic question, which is why do researchers look for tree structures? And I think that was an excellent question. It really thought provoking and it made me really think that's a really good point because I can't think of any reports of people seeing, actually seeing Yowies constructing tree structures. I'd love to hear your thoughts and let's have a chat about this. How did you come up with that question and what are your thoughts on it? Well, you know, first of all, big fan of your podcast. So very happy to be finally on here. Very exciting. So thanks for having me. Oh, mate. um, And just before you go on, right back at you. I think you're doing fantastic research and I highly encourage all of my listeners to check out your, your YouTube channel because you do some really good stuff. We do our best. You know, time constraints are always a problem, but you get out there whenever you can and you do your best and hope that something weird and wonderful happens and you can learn something, right? Yeah, exactly. And you're, so you're a, a, a school teacher and a dad of three kids. So you've got a pretty yeah. full plate. Yeah, very full. Too full. Like, I don't, I barely get to go camping when I, camping and research. I also have a second channel, which is all about bushcraft and camping um, on YouTube as well. So, there's that thrown into the mix as well. <laughs> there's a lot going on. It's it's the problem is you don't get to go out regularly enough, and that kind of it doesn't it makes it hard because a lot of people will know that regularity and familiarity in a certain area absolutely aids this this research process. And I can't get that regularity at the moment. But you do your best, do your best. That's all you can do, and hope that something plays ball. That's all it is, you know. I, I totally agree with you. I, I can't get out there as often as I would like either. Yeah. So your question, which was, why do researchers look for tree structures? And yeah. that, um, as you said, you, you can go out bush, but as you said in your video, in your latest video, you can sit there and wait for a Yowie experience. It's like, you know, looking for a needle in a haystack. And yeah, um, I, I, yeah. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that question. Why do researchers look for tree structures and do Yowies actually make them? Well, hand on heart, total honesty, I didn't even think of that question. I'd love to claim it. It was it was one of my mates and one of my viewers for my channel put a put a comment and he just basically said to me, Craig, why he's not saying it in a cynical way, but just said, Why are you looking for tree structures? This is a very simple question. And it just got my brain spinning. And I thought that is an absolutely brilliant. Why? Why are we all doing this? Are we all just copying the guy we saw do it before us and not asking any questions as to why we do this? Now, before I go into any further detail, I absolutely, I'm not questioning that that Yowies create tree structures because we've all seen, you know, very good researchers, very respectable researchers that you know that absolutely put credence into this. And so do I. I'm definitely not saying that it's a complete, you know, dead end of a research option. I'm just saying, why are we all looking for it? I mean, if you look at, you would know, um, you know, Dean Harrison would know. A lot of the guys that go out and interview these guys would know that to hear a report of a Yowie building a tree structure, I mean, I've never heard one. Never. I know we've had reports, you had one on your show of a Yowie near the structure, the one with the cow skin. Yes, near, yes. Yeah. So that is some kind of interaction with the structure, but, I mean, that to me, that's not enough to say Yowies build them. Now, we know in AYR there's been a lot of finds of, you know, sticks in the ground, and I've seen that stuff as well, 
and of glyphs being made with sticks. And, you know, I've seen that stuff as well. And of course the old X markers and I've seen that stuff as well. But still, what, to me, that still isn't enough to say Yowies are making, they're making these structures. It just started getting my brain ticking over. And I started thinking, what purpose would a Yowie have to build these structures? I mean, I've got some ideas, but I don't know about you. I don't have an answer to that question. No, and I, well, none of us can really know because none of, we mm. can't go out and ask our nearest friendly Yowie the answer to no. that. But, you know, it, it's sort of the, the underlying reasons, as far as I understand them, would be as communication tools between yeah. each other uh, for various reasons. And that could be food this way, water this way, humans this way, beware, house, houses that way, um, the, the, the nearest path home is this way, don't go yep. come through here, you know, the, the communication tools. But as you said, I can't recall any reports of someone actually seeing someone, sorry, a Yowie, creating that structure or interacting with one of those structures, except for, as you said, that, that John from the Wangi National Park in Queensland, where he found he saw what, what he thinks was a juvenile Yowie sitting on a log right next to a small structure made of sticks with a cowhide draped over it. But no one saw this Yowie make it. So as far as I remember, I did see a video on YouTube of Indigenous an indigenous tribe, and I believe it was Malaysia, and they were constructing a, a stick marker with, with a leaf on it. And depending on whether there was one leaf or two leaves or one bend right. in the stick or something along those lines, it meant something to one of the other tribes people. So I assumed that that's what Yowies were doing. And I'm trying to go back to when I first heard about tree structures and who first mentioned them. I think they've been in the literature for a long time. Um, what, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, I well, see, I, I I had trouble finding any any truth. Be, I mean, look, we all read what we can in our time. I am not, you know, the king of all the knowledge with Yahweh's. I do my best to stay up to date, but I wasn't able to find much at all. And one of my one of the things that I go to probably as my first source would be Indigenous sources. And I've got a couple of guys that I can speak to that, that you know, obviously I won't mention their names, but they've told me the odd thing here and there. And neither of them had any true recollection from their memory. Um, and they're in positions to, they're, you know, they're, they're elders, they're in positions to speak on it. None of them had any recollection of anything in their, at least their own country's law um, about Yahweh's building structures. A lot about Yahweh's as in, you know, as real as a kangaroo, like completely real, you know, interdimensional in nature and all this, but they had no recollection of anything. The thing that gets me, if we talk about communication, possible communications, that makes a lot of sense. Obviously, it makes a lot of sense, particularly if you're a, a nomadic being that's, that's moving with the seasons. You might be moving in small groups. Um, you might want to leave reminders for yourself for other family members, for other tribes that might be moving around. That does make perfect sense. And I would have, if that turned out to be the reason, I would completely accept it. I wouldn't, you know, be too left field to make sense. But then my brain starts thinking again. And I start thinking, but it depends on your perspective of what is a Yowie, what is a Bigfoot, what is a Sasquatch. If they're purely flesh and blood, then this 
this communications type theory, it makes a lot of sense because they're just like us. You know, they need to leave behind information just like Indigenous Australians would leave their art on, you know, cave walls and rock walls to tell people, yeah, this is a safe campsite. There's a water source over there. There's a food source over there, so on and so forth. Makes perfect sense. But if you're an interdimensional energy being, as I tend to believe these animals, they have both physical and non-physical aspects to who and what they are. I'm not so sure they would need to communicate with sticks and, and trees and, and, and what have you, because surely that would imply some higher level of communication would be possible. And these are just the thoughts that rattle around my brain, you know, especially when I'm out there in the bush and, you know, after meditations and you feel connected to the bush and you have a bit of a think about things. And these are the things that come to me. So the problem with all these ponderings, it's great to ponder, but it becomes frustration because you don't, where can you go to get an answer? You can't. It just, it kind of gets left at a ponderance and a research point to follow up on. But there's not a lot much of us can do short of keep heading out there, keep looking for evidence and keep gathering that evidence and hope that we can put some puzzle pieces together. It's a huge puzzle, isn't it? It's, I mean, it's certainly so is. many pieces to it. And yeah. it's like a 3D interdimensional puzzle at best. Well, then <laughs> the thing is, and you, you get then, it becomes really enigmatic because you, you've got, for example, my, my IYR boys who, when they were at Stickland, which we, with the place that we've nicknamed up in um, yeah. Springbrook National Park. There's um, something there, obviously. Oh, yes. There's definitely activity going on there. And the amount of uh, stick markers and glyphs, you know, X markers, sticks rammed into the ground and rammed into the ground in such a way that we would be unable to replicate it. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I've seen all that stuff too. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. And 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 you know, it's it's not it's not that they've they've worked out and they've deduced, um, you know, that's not the wind. It's not this. It's not that. And you're left with, well, who 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 managed to get this fairly fragile stick into really hard ground uh, without breaking it? And um, that's one of the things that people don't realise about the Aussie bush. Yes. We've had a lot of rain over the last few years, like significant rain events and floodings that would soften the ground. But one thing about the Aussie bush, particularly people that might not live in Australia don't realise is our ground is hard as a rock. Yeah. It is hard. Like, particularly when I'm doing my bushcraft stuff, I mean, I watch YouTubers in Canada, for example, nailing stakes into the ground like it's like it's ice cream. And I, I get jealous. I'm like, that must be so easy to build structures. Our ground <laughs> is, is like concrete. Yeah. And so to get that, that's the thing. They're not always big, heavy branches. They're fragile little twigs that have somehow ended up an inch and a half into the ground. And, and just people listening at home, most of them would be on board with this, but we have to realize that we don't go out there looking, you know, confirmation bias, looking to fulfill our, our, our hypotheses and find things that fit the box. It's more the other way. We find something and we try and debunk it on the spot. Go, nah, that's going to be weather, that's going to be natural. But sometimes you get these little twigs sticking in the ground. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't know how that happens naturally. No. I haven't and, been able to work it out. No, and Gary, I think Gary found the last time they were out, or recently anyway, a piece of bark, a long piece of bark, quite fragile, that had been speared into the ground as well. And there's no way. You no, could, that doesn't happen. It yeah. doesn't happen. It was a piece of bark. So I don't know how. I mean, you, even even in the midst of a flood, you know, even in the midst of a flood, 
event, I don't even know how that bike would end up in that state. No, no. You know, so, so yeah. there's definitely, and and certainly some of the the glyphs that that he find, well, that they, they find up there, um, uh, uh, some of them definitely do not look like they are made by natural causes, by wind and, and, and rain and, and, and with overlapping, interlocking, woven together fronds of, of, of yeah. palm fronds and, and sticks and complex yep. stick structures. So you, you kind of think, what right, is this? <laughs> what, what the hell is this? Who's creating them? What is it? Yowies? Is it not? And, and I, when I was listening to your latest, your latest video, your latest podcast, I, I thought that is a, Excellent question because there isn't really any record that I recall of anyone seeing Yowie's construct them. And no. would you, because I, I did hear you in one of your other videos talk about your communication with a Yowie via yeah. a medium who was channeling the Yowie. And I've got lots to talk about with you about this, but um, yeah. you asked via that medium whether the Yowie was placed sticks in the ground, didn't you? I did. And I'll be the first to put my hand up and admit when I, because I literally asked, are you building stick structures? And the answer was just no. Point blank, no. And I can go into how we do the communications in a moment. But um, and at the moment, I kind of s- selected to ignore that answer because it went against everything that I'm going out and looking for in the bush. But later on, it's like you, you can't select what information, and I'm guilty of it, I, I did it, you know, but I can't do that. If what we are communicating is with is really a yaoi, and that's a big if, because this whole communication thing comes with a massive grain of salt. You've got to have a lot of belief in energy and being able to read energy and being able to communicate energetically. You've got to believe that, well, I should say, you've got to understand that everything in our reality is just energy vibrating at different frequencies. There's even ourselves, we're here, but we're just energy as well. And so to, 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 to attempt to communicate with something energetically is absolutely, absolutely something that's possible. And this, this lady that I work with to do this, Fifi, she has track records that would blow your mind. I mean, communicating with animals, like trippy stuff. Like there's this one story where, she was trying to work with someone's horse. The horse used to be a really happy horse. And everyone, you know, anyone who knows horses know they can be, you know, very emotionally intelligent. They they can you can form a real relationship with a horse. They have their own personality, so on and so forth. And this horse became withdrawn withdrawn and depressed. Nothing the owner could do would pull this horse out of this depression. So they called Fifi, said, Look, can you try and do your very special branch of what you do? The woman has an absolute gift. And just see if you can work out the problem. Fifi says, the problem is I'm getting the horse chief telling me about yellow blanket and I don't know what he's talking about. And the owner's going, you're kidding. Apparently the horse had had a yellow blanket it had had since its birth and that it got ruined in weather and chucked in the bin. And ever since the yellow blanket got chucked in the bin, they put the pieces together, the horse had been depressed. So the owner got the horse another yellow blanket and the horse's mood improved overnight. Like, I don't know how you fake that. No, oh, the I, poor horse lost its blankie. Lost its blankie, like literally, it's like the a silliest child. story in the world. But the horse lost its blankie and wasn't happy. They give the horse another blankie, the horse is happy again. So when we talk about communicating with a Yowie, she does what she does, and she's very good at it. And 
The only question I have on that whole line of research is, I am very convinced we're communicating with something, something that has made me feel things within my own self. Like I had a really weird moment at the end of our very last communication where I felt like, and this sounds crazy. This sounds so stupid. I'll put my hand up and say how stupid I'm about to sound here, but I can only report what I felt. And I wasn't looking for something, you know, to report on and make a story out of it just happened. But at the end of our communication, I felt like I was getting hugged in my heart and I can, it sounds so stupid. I don't even like talking about it. It sounds so dumb, but this is what I felt. It felt like I was getting a hug on my heart from big hairy arms. And I know how dumb everyone thinks I sound right now. I get it, but I can't fake that. I wouldn't fake that because I sound like an idiot. There was some kind of energetic exchange going on at the end of that last communication that was undeniable for me. I felt it. So this communication, it's happening, but maybe it's not a yowie. I don't know. But when I asked them, do you build stick structures? The answer was no. Take for that what you will. That is really interesting. I'm going to – I haven't spoken about my own situation to many people either yet. I've mentioned it very briefly, but I've been having communication – sessions with a yaoi as well and um, very much an energetic thing uh, there's there are physical sensations that happen there are images that come into my mind yeah I so I I know wow. I know exactly what you're talking about and I'll tell you the whole story um, I, yeah. I'm not sure if now's the right time because we're sort of wanting to I want to talk about you rather than me um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but basically I'll, I'll Basically, I, I, I do understand perfectly what you're saying. I, I have felt very similar things. My, right. my contact's been going on for maybe six months, maybe a little bit more than that. Wow. Um, and I have felt tingling in my head. I've felt yep. euphoria. I've felt my heart swelling yeah. so much with so much love and happiness, but mainly love for these beings um, and feeling it coming back, I had a I had a really nasty car accident at the end of last yeah. well September October last year. And when I meditated after that, in fact, I think it might have even been I had a healing session with the shaman uh, Daryl that that I know, and and he's been instrumental in helping me strengthen this this connection and this communication. Oh. I can't remember now if it was in his session or it was when I was meditating, but an image of this Yowie that I talked to, him and his mate came into my mind and they were hugging me. The the female nice. the female cupped my face in, in, in her hands and was like, Oh, like as if oh my god, little one, are you okay? And they were so concerned oh, about great. me. Oh my god, I'm getting goosebumps that's even a, talking yeah, about that's it. That's amazing. Now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know exactly what you mean. But what do you are you interested in sharing that with the Yowie Central listeners about how that came about? How did you start that communication? Was it started yeah. with Fifi? Yeah, well, it's um I've known Fifi for a few years, an old um, work colleague of my wife's actually, and we just got talking one day, and you know found out that she can do sorts of energy healings, and I've got a few energy healings. I've had what's called a soul retrieval with her a couple of times, yeah, which is mind-blowing yeah. life-changing it, i can't can't explain how much these things are completely legit just that, com- changed who i was as a, as a person fundamentally totally really good stuff yeah yeah I'm, I'm totally with you i've done the same things with with daryl the shaman so amazing immediate yeah. differences that haven't it, 
gone back. I haven't gone back to how I was before. It is purely, yeah. I mean, when you think of it from our perspective, it's completely bizarre. Yeah. But it's <laughs> yeah. undeniable what it does. Like, it just Absolutely. changed. Oh, my gosh. I, get, I, I could go on about just that, but we're not <laughs> talking about Star Retrievals. But you know, I got, like, my brother-in-law, Mr. Doesn't Believe in Anything to do it, and even he was like, man, that works. Like, even he tripped out of how good it was. But, yes, yeah, so I was working with her, and one day I was just at home, and I thought, wait a second. Biffy communicates with animals, and I now have no doubt in her special brand of ability. I wonder if she could communicate with the Yowie. So I hit her up, and I asked her. She goes, look, I don't know. I've never done it before, but I'm happy to try it. And so I said, all right. I sent her the map of where I was to say, look, this is the area I'm in. You know, I sent her a whole bunch of questions and I said, give it a crack and, you know, see what happens. And she gave it a crack. She goes, look, I, I'm communicating with something. And through, through the questions, she's like, it identifies itself as what we would call a yaoi, you know, tall, hairy, bipedal, et cetera, et cetera. Now, cynical old Craig still are ah, still don't know if that's enough for me to declare outright I'm communicating with a Yowie. I still don't uh, do I believe in the communication 100% but I still don't rate it as you know as solid as a rock because at the end of the day we're communicating with something that is telling us it is a Yowie. but you know I know a lot of listeners know the old you know trickster kind of archetype yeah. there's a lot of things that are out there that could just mess with us, but Absolutely. it doesn't feel that way. And so we just did this a few times and the results were good. So I started posting them on the channel, but the last time we did it, and I haven't done it for a while because one thing I've made sure I refuse to do out of respect for both Fifi and this being who, who named itself Nagicam, which is an unusual name, but anyway, um, Nagicam, I don't want to disrespect this communication by going in unless I have a need to communicate. So I'm slowly, like, it's like the questions come to me over time. When I have enough, I say, let's do a communication session. I write them all down. For the record, I'm building up another series of questions, but I haven't done one for, I don't know, nine months, quite a while now. But the last session said, I want to try something different. I want to see if I'm going to have you on the phone live with me and I'll be the conduit, but you ask the questions and you see if you can get a, a connection yourself through me, like talking on the phone. And it worked so well and i was actually able to through fifi it was just like talking to someone with an interpreter it was that much of a real conversation we literally went back and forth back and forth if fifi i completely respect her she said she didn't want to be her voice or anything on the camera herself but if she had allowed her i would have posted the whole conversation because it was just like i was literally talking with a yaoi it was it was a mind trip oh my was, god that is so cool so cool i love it <laughs> and that was the end of the communication because i did say something i said the one thing that Najikam, the Yowie, we assume, has always said to me is if if you want to see me and meet me, you have to do it, you know, basically in your mind's eye, you know, um, crown chakra, all that kind of stuff. Yes. And yes. Truth be told, I haven't got there with it. I'm just, I just can't get that skill happening for me. And so one of the things I said to him was, look, I'm having difficulty. <laughs> you know, I can meditate my butt off, but I just can't activate the third eye and get to where you want me to be. Because you, he said many times, I'll come, I'll meet you, I'll talk to you face to face, but it's got to be kind of on my terms, not in this 3D kind of, you know, thing. So, so I said to him, I said, look, I'm having trouble getting to this place. I just want a sign so that I can rest easy to know that this isn't in my head. This isn't in Fifi's head. This isn't imagination. Can you give me something to hold on to, to know that this is legit? And it was the end of that conversation that I had that, what would you call that heart connection that was like, wow, that was legit. 
that was undeniable. That was undeniable what I felt. So it's almost like he found a way to to verify and validate the whole process. But again, in a way that doesn't involve any real evidence, you know, it still falls into the category of hearsay and what can you do with that knowledge except say, I believe it happened to me, but I can't prove anything to anyone. And that's part of the problem with Yowie research. Yeah. A lot of what you get, it's kind of, it's not as concrete as you want it to be. Well, I kind Makes of, it hard. yeah, it does. It does. But I, I've also moved past that need for concrete evidence, especially now that I have this, I guess you'd call it a telepathic communication that happens mm. in my third eye. There, there, there's there's something communicating with me, definitely, and, and something that I get visions of and something that puts vi- visions and, and words and, and things in my head. So, you know, I... I've gotten past I've gotten past that need for oh, I need solid evidence. I've spoken to now doing what I do. I've spoken to mm. so many people who even if amongst those people the, the vast majority of people I've spoken to seem to be entirely truthful to me. Um, yeah. I'm not saying I, I can't be fooled. Uh, there might be some good hoaxes out there. I don't know. but I, I'm sure there is. Let's be real. I'm sure we've all been fooled once or twice at least, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but I, I, I would say that the vast majority of people that I speak to are truthful. And uh, even if a small percentage of them are truthful, there's they exist. Yowies exist. I'm 100% sure of it. So I've, yeah. I've kind of gotten past that need for, oh, I want evidence. And then I started thinking, well, who do, who, who do I need evidence for? Is it for me or is it to prove it to other people? And when I realised that I already believe they exist, yeah. I don't need any more evidence, then I realised, well, I don't actually give a stuff what anybody else thinks. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't care about convincing mainstream people or people who aren't aren't interested in this subject that they exist and you know the the I'm not I'm just not that interested in in gathering evidence for other people that's a very healthy place to be as well yeah just quietly you know I think that's I think I think with myself because I've got the 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 YouTube channel um it does I'm not gonna lie it does make you want to get something a little bit more concrete but not for the reason that people will think I mean, getting the recognition with views and all that, yeah, it's nice. It's it's a nice little icing on a cake. But for me, as you might hear in my channel, I always say spread awareness and understanding. That's the whole purpose of why I'm trying to do this. And I feel, I always think, yeah, yeah, I don't need evidence. But, geez, if we could get some some real evidence, then we could get some respect on these beings. Instead of being laughed at and ridiculed or people who see them being laughed at or ridiculed and... I mean, I'm a high school teacher. The, the kids go, so do you really believe in Bigfoot? I'm like, yeah, man. Like how many of the millions of species of animals that exist in this world have you seen? It's not that far-fetched. Yeah. And, you know, even exactly. even a school, even a cynical school kid, when you talk to them for two minutes, goes, yeah, actually, it's not so silly when you put it that way. And that's why I won't lie. I would still love to get some kind of evidence just to be able to put some respect on it. You know, and then... It, this is what this is what is irritating, and you would know this better than anyone. When the AYR boys got their now infamous thermal footage, I'm sure you watched the interview with them on Channel Seven, and they went Channel Seven went out of their way to not show the best footage, to ask them all the questions to try and make them look stupid, and they did a great job of not coming out stupid. Like I think they won that fight, but the mainstream media, yeah, will give you exposure. 
but we're not going to be on your side. We're going to make you look like a kook and we're not going to show you the best slice of footage because that would be too damning to the official narrative. It's very frustrating. So I would just love to have in my hands something that I can go, look, debunk it, mate. Go for your life, you know? And so, yeah, I still have that little bit of a bug in me. I want to get something. Yeah, yeah, no. What I, can we do? I hear you. I hear you. And I, I guess when I, because I'm surrounded, I'm in a little bubble and I've got so many friends who now from from doing all this research and talking to so many people and 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 being part of the AYR team as well, I've got a lot of people I can talk to about Yowies and people who believe. So I, I sort of I exist in a little bubble and I and I forget <laughs> about the outside world, and you know. But then I go and you know talk to other friends who don't believe in Yowies or go and talk to my family members who don't believe in Yowies, yeah. and and you get the the rolling of the eyes and the <laughs> and yeah, they'll the, give it to you straight. They don't care. Yeah, family oh, members will tell you you're a nut. What yeah, are you doing? <laughs> absolutely. My sister won't hold back whatsoever. Um, so when, whenever I talk about Yowies, it, there's definitely a sneer and a and a <laughs> and an eye roll going on. Absolutely. I'll tell you what the best. Time Time I ever had, I thought I'll, I'll. No one knows this, and I think I've mentioned it to you in our pre-interview chat. But no one, no one knows this. But I actually got pranked once by a mate of mine. He will remain nameless because he's also a YouTuber, and I don't want him getting any flack. But he thought it'd be funny to go to my campsite and prank me. Oh, he, so mean. It was it was cruel, but he meant it in a nice way. But anyway, so I got hook, line, and sinker. He got me. He completely got me. On the way home, I'm calling my dad. The guy who's always like, yeah, I like your bushcraft stuff, mate, but this Yowie stuff I'll pass on. It's a, bit, it's a bit stupid for my liking. I finally had me old man, and I'm like, Dad, you won't believe it, man. There was a structure on my structure. There was this. There was an X that was left me. There was all this. And I had him, and I'm not going to lie, that felt good. Getting one back on a doubter felt real good. And then the next day I had to ring up, hey, Dad, I got pranked. He says, I told you. I told you they're not real. Damn it, man! But yeah, it's 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 hard convincing people that that don't understand that the world as we know it is not necessarily the world as we know it. No, and and as you said, you know? it's it it is all energy. Uh, I've just finished reading the most amazing book called Mind Speak by Christopher Noel. Yeah, and... I've spoken to him quite a lot. Oh yeah, well I'm going to get him yeah. to come on the show. Uh, oh, that'd be magnificent. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm really looking forward. He's to He's really talking. good. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So I've just finished reading his book, and it, it blew my mind. There were, you know, the book starts off with 20 uh, cases of people yep. reporting their own Mind Speak situations with with various different yeah across the United States, uh, and varying from actual conversations that sound like they're in English, but but which is really interesting. That, that sort of got me thinking as well. So some people experience visions. Some people experience actual conversations, backwards and forwards conversations. Some people hear different voices and some people hear their own voice in their mind, but but talk, but talk saying words that they hadn't thought of before. Yeah, that was a challenge. That I, I, I question if that's happened to me once, but I, I ended up going, I think I think it was me. I couldn't tell. Well, that I think ha- that's happened to me. I'm not sure. That happens to me. So the, the, the communication that I have with with my Yowie it is it's a mixture of visions and it's a mixture of it's my voice but saying stuff that I haven't planned or thought of could be stream of consciousness stuff that's just coming out of my head, but I don't think so, only because of some of the stuff 
that that that's that's come out. Like it's just stuff that I hadn't thought of or that I wouldn't have thought of. But I also have conversations with this Yowie through two different people. And yeah. so that's how I also know that he's real because I have conversations through through Daryl, the shaman. Daryl talks to him. He talks to to to, to Daryl. It's really cool. And uh, the other guy is a, a, another spiritual healer who lives up in Queensland and he's a friend of Gary's. Um, right. And he reached out to me and I've been working with him and working with Daryl getting that third eye stuff happening, getting raising my vibration, strengthening. It's not easy, is it? It's even not easy because I... Even if you're predisposed to it, it's, it's, a, it's, quite the, it's quite a discipline. It is really hard and I totally get that. I totally get your frustration. Daryl asked me in, one, in the first session when, I, when he said, there's a Yowie who came to me. He came to Daryl first in a dream and then he popped up in one of Daryl's healing sessions when he was working with some, some other random person. Right. This Yowie walks into view in Daryl's third eye and starts communicating, oh. sits down next to him and starts communicating with him. Wow. And he told Daryl that he wanted Daryl to be an intermediary between him and me. Uh, wow, that, that really? He, that he wanted to communicate with me. And so I've since worked out, we've, I've had lots of, sessions now with with daryl and by myself and we've seen the world's first interdimensional podcaster congratulations (laughs) (laughs) but i've i i think i've worked out that he actually lives physically up at stickland up there and he's seen me up there with the boys uh because i've been you think might be the one that the boys are getting signs from potentially potentially i think there's a group of them there took me on a trip through the forest and he was showing me where he lives and he was showing me he was showing me how far how fast he could run he, he picked me up and then took off and it was like wow this is amazing and then he stopped and i could see a campfire and i thought that's a bit weird i, I didn't think they used fire and yeah. then i recognized the place and it was base oh. camp at stickland no. Really? And, and I could see all the boys and me. I was looking at me from the bush. Oh, wow. That's a trip. Yeah. So, that's crazy. Not like that's, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so he, I think he was showing me where, how he saw me, how he connected with me with, with the whole situation. And, and I think there's an attraction sometimes with feminine energy uh, and they find it less threatening. Than masculine Possibly. energy because I know yep. I know another woman who was a, a witness that I interviewed a while back. She's been having communications with the Yowie that she saw as well, and and they both told Daryl that it was something to do with the the feminine energy that they they liked talking to me because it was yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. You're gonna to have to get yourself on your podcast and interview I know. yourself. Well, I need. So I'll have to get someone <laughs> to interview me about it. I have, I've, I've only just started talking about it, to be honest, Craig. Because I. Well, it's all out now, mate. Yeah, it's all. <laughs> I know. Damn it. Um, but it, it's the same as you, though. It sounds bonkers. It sounds totally. You feel silly, crazy. don't you? Because you feel. Yes. yes. Totally Tell crazy. The truth. Totally crazy, and but then. I, I was giving myself a stern talking to because I tell people, I tell witnesses all the time, 
be brave, come forward, share your story. And, and yeah. that helps other people know that they aren't crazy and what they yep. went through wasn't their imagination. It wasn't them going mad. So I've started little by little talking to people and letting, you know, saying the odd thing in my podcasts Yeah, because I thought, no, you actually owe it to your listeners and to your witnesses and to yourself as well. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, I, I to guess be so. to be real. Yeah. yeah, you need to be real about it and not not hold back. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But I, I haven't told the whole long story to anyone yet. Yeah. But but just, you know, bits and pieces. I look forward to the book. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll do I'll get someone to ask me questions at some stage and I'll tell I'll tell the whole story or maybe I'll do a show just by myself and I'll tell the whole story. But it sounds um, very interesting from the tidbits you said. The whole feminine energy thing uh, that that does strike a chord with me. One thing, I mean, look, much like good old Gary, I'm a big metalhead and I love listening to my aggressive metal music, but one <laughs> thing that I've always been told my whole life is that I'm not like a blokey bloke, you know? I've always all my best friends, uh, except for actually this time in my life, but throughout my whole adolescence, all my best friends were females. Always, you know, preferred hanging out with a group of girls than a group of guys. Never really jived with the masculine, ego-driven rubbish that most, you know, young boys go on with. So that's an interesting point that I've I've never really thought of before, that perhaps, you know, a little bit of a feminine energy might be something that does attract them in. I've never thought of that. That's interesting. But you don't um, need to be blokey. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. as I say, like... <laughs> People think feminine means, oh, you act like a chick. No, no, people got to understand what that means. Yeah, exactly. You're just in touch with yourself. You're a caring, nurturing soul. All yes. those beautiful aspects exactly. of feminine energy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've all got masculine and feminine. Everyone has masculine and feminine Absolutely. in them. Yeah. So it's not a, it's not saying, oh, well, you're gay then, or you're, you're, no. you're, a, you're, a, you know, a wuss or anything like that at all. It's your balance. I see it as your balance. Yeah. You have a balance, yeah. you know, because you can't have light without dark. You can't have masculine without feminine. It just doesn't work. It's and exactly. if you have an imbalance in either way, then you're probably not overly functional as a person. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't work that way. And hey, if you always have half the brains that we assume they have, they would pick up on that. They'd read that from a mile off. Exactly, a mile off. Yeah, you know. Like so it makes perfect sense. And one of the one of the messages that I was having. In my head, I was having a long conversation. It was actually on New Year's Day. And I, I, because he's been trying to, he's communicated through Daryl that he wants to help me raise my vibration and he wants to help heal me. And I, I've been told the same thing, just quietly. Oh, cool. That's awesome. But almost like they were our spiritual guide, our spiritual guru. Yeah, I've been told the same thing. And and he, and he got, I got a rap over the knuckles the other day because I hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't checked in with him for over a week and Daryl sent me a message going, um, I've just had a conversation and he's saying, you need to check in with him because you haven't no been. No way. Yes. Wow. Yeah. But I asked wow, him. Magic Cam's not going to be happy with me nine months without talking to the bloke. He's yeah, not going to be happy with me. <laughs> I, I highly recommend just go, just meditate and see if you can get back in touch with him. Because my kids know the name Najicam. They always, like, we have this whole thing in our house. They always talk about Najicam. So he's always in my head. But I just, you know, as I say, I don't want to fake and, and force a conversation. I feel like always waiting till it, it naturally presents itself, so to speak. Well, I, I said that to, to Daryl. Um, I said, look, I didn't want to bother him all the time. And he said, I said, I didn't want to drain him of energy with me, like, tapping into yeah. him all the time. And sure. and. He, Daryl said, apparently laughed and said, that'd be like trying to drain a big river. He said, I'm, I'm oh, way, I'm way too big for that. Like I, please come, awesome. please come 
He wants me to check in with him every day. He wants me to meditate every day and and connect with him. And he and I asked him, what can I do to help you, to help your people? Uh, you know, I don't want to be one of those people that's persecuting yep. you and chasing yeah, you. Yeah, I asked the same question myself. Yep. And he said, keep talking about us. And, Interesting. And Daryl sort of said, ah, oh, of course, because keep talking about them in the way that you do. And I talk about yeah. them as people. I talk about yes. them with great respect. Absolutely. And and I and I think because I do that, I don't see them as monsters and I don't I, I think they are people and, and I think they're interdimensional beings and I think they're yep. highly intelligent and they can yep. teach us so much. He wants us to, to communicate, to tell other people about them, about the real them. Well, you know what? It's it seems like they there's a there's a, a common mission there, and that's interesting because our communications are kind of syncing up in the messages that we're getting. Yeah. It often makes me wonder, like, we often think, oh, oh, you know, what's the meaning of life? You know, or why why are we here? Well, why are they here? Are they here to? I mean, one of the things that I've got in my communications is that they they like to they some of the work they do is energy work for the planet. They're trying to balance out and heal the balance and heal humanity as well. And is that why they are willing to communicate with with people who have the right energy, have the right intent, and you know, able to do this kind of thing? And so you're getting the message to you know work on yourself spiritually, essentially, to to, to paraphrase, yep, and to to keep talking about them. Well, I got the exact same thing. How? You know, when I cool. asked what what can we do to help you guys, it was you know connect with the earth. Yes. Respect Mother Earth. You know. Um, Take yourselves back to that place you were at before all this technology and all this modern society, and that people must reconnect with the earth. And he taught me uh, meditation techniques to do that, and like tree meditations. Which, on, on a weird side note, the other night, the other day, I was just flicking through to um, Google at a mental blank, and I was looking for meditation stuff, and up comes an image, some ancient meditation technique it pretty much reflected exactly what he told me. And it was just a random fluke that I came across it. So he had suggested a real ancient meditation technique that people did, you know, tens of maybe hundreds of thousands of years ago. And and he was telling me this randomly. I just find it interesting that that kind of synced up and it, it does make sense. I mean, there's a lot of the stories that they're, you know, loosely termed like our bigger brother, so to speak. It would make sense that one way to look out for humanity would say, don't forget where you come from, you know, because we do. We completely forget where we come from. Oh, we, we come from we, the earth. You know, we destroy the place. You know, we, we, don't, we don't respect it. We don't. And I would, I would love to say, oh, that's not true because there's a lot of humans that do. But there's also, you know, what, seven, eight billion of us. And unfortunately, the vast majority, we destroy. Yeah. And and if 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 what we did as Yowie researchers, you know, helped in any way on top of, you know, raising awareness and understanding of this thing, of this being that is out there that people don't believe and of this phenomena. If there's some help that you can give people along the way, you know, off on a little side quest, that's fantastic. That that's that makes it even even more vague. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, absolutely. Have you read the Sasquatch message to humanity? I have read a lot of it, uh, not all of it. I think I got up to, oh, like, I don't, it's not chapters, it's more like passages. I think like the mid-50s in number somewhere. So I read a lot of it and I liked it. And I got actually got in contact with the author of that and we had a bit of a back and forth for a while there. And he's a really nice guy as well. Oh, nice. Um, Was that... Yeah, um, you, you could probably have him on the show. I yeah. reckon he'd come on the show. Is it, Is it su- by Sunbow? Sunbow True Brother, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I'd love he's to. He's a nice guy. He's very, very reachable, very accessible. And when he sees people and senses people with the right intent, He's very happy to share and help. Um, yeah, he would, he would be a very interesting character to, to interview. I'll tell you what, wow. Anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, Sunbow True Brother, just just Facebook it and you'll see the Sasquatch message to humanity. He posts a lot of his stuff for free. He has books, but you don't have to buy them. He's willing to post because much like us, he wants to get information out there. And his stuff is, is well out there, well out there. Um you have you read all of it or uh, I'm halfway through halfway through that book and I've got the other two books that he's put out yeah. but I haven't read them yet. Um, yeah, it's 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 good stuff, but it's 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 a lot more in depth. It covers a lot more than anything that I've ever it, I've ever it, come across. It syncs with all the other threads that I've been pulling together about our origins, yeah. about what's yep. going on on the planet, about yep. where we come from, about where they come from, why we're here. You know, uh, it it it's it seems to be weaving together, uh, uh, helping me weave together a bigger picture of what's going on. To me, there's two possibilities, and there's only two possibilities. The first possibility is exactly what you're saying, that there is a narrative that is truth, it is fact. There is uh, an origin, a destination, a purpose, a meaning, is reflected across all Indigenous peoples across the world. This, this kind of core truth, this core story about where these beings come from, where we come from, what's their purpose, what's our purpose, so on and so forth. There does seem to be a narrative that is consistent across centuries, you know, millennia, and across different traditions, different places in the world, yeah. and it does seem to involve this this being that we all have these different names for. It's either that's the truth or something which I won't lie, this always makes me think, but well, I'm just not smart enough to put this part of it together, that it's some kind of subconscious thing going on in humans that we all share some kind of subconscious narrative whether it's true or not I don't know and all these different techniques are that we have are somehow tapping into that and that it's more of a reflection of our own psyche rather than an actual communication but to me that sounds you know the old keep it simple stupid that sounds too complicated that sounds to me like that would be more unbelievable than that a simple fact that there's a being out there that we haven't identified because it's likely able to, you know, have a skill to go interdimensional or change its its own frequency, its own energetic frequency. We're not aware of it, but it's been here. It's been here longer than us. 
I think that is a simpler explanation than every human on planet Earth having this underlying narrative that just happens to involve tall, hairy, bipedal creatures. Like that, that kind of gets, that almost gets silly. Oh, and when you've spoken to, I've been interviewing witnesses for AYR and for my show for uh, three years or something. Um, right. So over a couple of hundred people I've spoken to and you, they can't all be wrong. They can't. That's it, right. It, and it, there's, it, it just, it doesn't, it makes, as you said, it makes less sense to me that this is all a, a figment of our, something deep in our human psyche that's, that's mm. you know, uh, it, that that angle doesn't make sense to me. But it um, makes less sense than the, the other explanation. Yeah. It's exactly. not impossible. I'll put no. it out there and say it's not impossible, but it does make less sense, I think. I yeah. think, right? I mean, but part, and the other thing is, yeah, sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say part of the thing is I really, I could be, my um, my beliefs in this and the way I lean could be totally coloured by the fact that I want it to be true. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? I mean, well, let's not pretend. Of course we want it to be true yeah, badly. I'm totally biased. Know, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is why, with especially with my YouTube channel and therefore everything that I do in this field, if I, you can't even tell a small white lie because as soon as you do, you're, you're, you're caving into your own biases and then it's, it's, it's game over from there. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as soon as you allow, of course, I would love nothing more than go to my campsite and there's the, yeah, we sit and there, we sit down and talk for hours. I would, you know what I mean? But if you start caving to that desire, then, then you're, then you're useless. Your research is null and void and nothing makes sense. So of course we want it, but you can't lead with that. And we don't lead with that because it's, it's counterproductive. The problem yeah. in our field, and you've seen it, I know you would have seen it. A lot of researchers in Australia, you know, would agree with this. There is definitely a 15 minutes of fame aspect to Yowie's Bigfoot Sasquatch. Yes. You get a lot of people <laughs> who might not have a lot of things, and I'm trying to be respectful here, might not have a lot going on in their life, and they, they make a, a subconscious probably declaration in their head that I could get a little bit of shine on me here because no one can prove what I'm saying ain't, ain't the truth. Yeah. Oh, that's a like, massive problem, a uh, huge, huge problem. Because people don't realise, too, scrub turkeys, they make huge mounds, absolutely giant mounds. Right. You, know, <laughs> right. you, could stand, you could stand up to your neck in one. I don't know why, but they do. And um, uh, there's another, uh, I think it's lives, lyrebirds, I can't remember. But there's another bird in the Aussie bush that makes these, these perfectly circular structures that it, when I was, if you go through my channel, they're on there because that's before I knew better. And I'm like, oh, what's this? It's nothing. It's nothing at all. It's just a bird's <laughs> nest. You know, but, geez, you've got to be careful with your claims. Like, You really you really do, yeah. you really got to be careful. And some people, look, and I won't name names, but some people find evidence and it's, and it's legit, but then they run out of things to do and then they have to start fabricating stuff because now they might have a YouTube channel and they've got 10,000 viewers or 100,000 or a million and, and now they've got, customers you know waiting for the next for the next hit and they got nothing so they make up stuff and yeah. some of the biggest youtube based yahoo researchers or bigfoot researchers fit that category and it's a real shame because again it makes all the guys like us who are just trying to be nothing but completely authentic we get bundled up and that 15 minutes of fame syndrome yeah. stops everything up you know what yeah. are you going to do about it nothing you can do about it yeah. The good thing is, though, you can really tell who the legitimate researchers are and who the 
15 minutes of fame, people Obviously, are. Yeah. It's like pr- pretty yeah. quickly you can you can you can work that out. Mate, honestly, one of the things that I often say to my mates who who come out camping with me, they're like, "Yeah, but Craig, if this thing was real, you would have it on footage by now, and you'd have a million subscribers." And I'm like, "Boys, if I was willing to be a little bit unscrupulous and not care about anything." I would have a million subscribers by now. Do you know how easily I could bullcrap this? <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. Do you know how easy it is to fake this stuff? It is so easy. Yeah. So ridiculous easy. And I just, they, they go, you know, they say, then do it. You want to be a YouTuber? No, no, no. I don't want to be a YouTuber. So number one, that's not my personality. You know that. And number two, I don't want to be a YouTuber. I put this on YouTube because I enjoy editing video and I enjoy the art form of it. And it's good. It's entertaining. You can get some more conversation started. If I was doing this on my own, there's no way I'd be conversing with you. There's no way I'd be speaking to Dean and Gary and all those boys because you're not out there. So you put it out there because it helps create uh, a community, you know, so I want to share what I find with the hope that I can, you know, increase um, understanding and awareness. Yes, exactly. But exactly. you can fake it so easily and that's the problem. This is the easily faked thing in the world. Well, how many, I've noticed actually an influx on the Yowie Central Facebook group of uh, fake photos, like AI Oh my goodness. photos. It's so easy to fake stuff so now. So easy to spot it too. I don't know why people don't see it. I mean. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's all true. All you have to do but, is listen yeah. to, to what people like yourself get reported to it. Um, Sasquatch Chronicles is another really good one to get some seemingly legitimate reports. You can tell when it's a dude in a suit because the body proportions aren't good. Thinkathunka on YouTube, there's a good guy to watch because he goes He's through great. it. Yeah. yeah, he tries to scientifically prove or disprove these videos and his measurements of the arm lengths and the lengths of the of the shin bone and all that, that's, that's brilliant. Yeah. That really helps. And when you have these guys in suits, it's like, I'm sorry, that's a man in a suit. Yeah. Look at the legs. Yeah, yeah. Look at the arms. It's there's something. And look at the mouth. Look at the yeah. Look at every. It's just a shame. And again, it's the it's it's the social media world that we live in these days. Everyone wants their 15 minutes. Well, and, and again, you know, that t- it ties back into in though to what we were talking about initially, and that was why do researchers look for tree structures? And you mentioned um, in your your latest podcast and your latest video that. You know, what else do you do? You go out in the bush, you're looking for yao. You'd like to, to come across a yaoi. Yeah. It gives you something to do looking you for feel tree useless. structures. You feel useless. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you're yeah. sitting there. <laughs> you have no control of the situation. You have no power. You're a dude sitting in the bush. That's all you are. And there's things you can do as we do, you know, involving, you know, the, the meditations and all that kind of things, the intentions. And just like yourself, every time I go out, I talk. For the first five yes. minutes of my trip was just me talking to the bush, you know, um, you know, doing a, so to speak, a welcome to country sort of thing, you know, just stating my intentions. And that makes a difference because if, if you believe as, you know, it seems to be all the researchers who are legit all seem to come down to the, to the standing of there seems to be some kind of energetic or interdimensional aspect. So talking to the sky, talking to the trees, it counts for something. It really does. And I still... I don't know if you heard, and I'll only cover it quickly because I've discussed this before, but I had a, a an, an interaction with a black being. I don't know what it was. It was a very, very, very bright uh, full moon in the bush. I could see every leaf, every stick, every tree. And there was something one metre, two metre from my tent in the middle of the night. It was pitch black. It was about the size of, you know, a, a 
a hunched over, hunched over was about the size of a teenage human, so maybe a juvenile, but it was pitch black. No moonlight was hitting it, and it just disappeared like that. Yeah, right. Now, like, it was a really, really interesting little encounter, and it's just one of those things, you know, that I completely forget, completely forgot why I brought it up now, but that's okay. We can move forward. <laughs> <laughs> well, so with, with that... With that being, did you hear any vocalizations? I remember. I think I might have watched a video of you of you talking about this. Um, yeah, and my but, editing software let me down. And when it got uploaded to YouTube, the whole first two minutes was basically a pitch black screen, which really irritated me. <laughs> um, I didn't hear any vocalizations. As a matter of fact, that was the place though where I've had the most interactions. But I had to abandon the place because it was way closer to people than I ever realized. So I had to do the right thing, even though that was my most active place I've ever been in. That's where I've heard hours, I mean, hours of vocalizations, two beings back and forth. Like, it was crazy. And I got that on camera, but it barely picked up any of the vocalizations. I did listen to that earlier today. Yeah, so frustrating. That was the area where I got writing on a bed that I built, a bushcraft bed. I got, like, glyphs written on there. I still don't know what that was. But for this area has something going on it's lots of reports from this area it's it's a well-known hotspot but on that night i had heard nothing it was just a peaceful nice night but then all i heard was footsteps bipedal footsteps which let's be honest when you camp out in the bush you hear that all the time because a lot of birds um when they either hop through the bush or they walk on their two legs in the middle of the night when there's no other noises it sounds like a human walking around so i heard that <laughs> i woke up no big deal I heard chewing, what sounded like chewing on a bone, and I turned around to look, and there was the thing. Um, no other vocalizations, uh, nothing else that can add to the story. It was just a visual thing. I remember now why I brought this up, because that day I had zero technology turned on that night. Normally, I have batteries of a lantern, I have a torch with full battery, I have a phone with full battery, I have a charging device with full battery, lots of electronic stuff around. That particular night, everything by just chance and poor management on my behalf had died. I had like 5% left on my phone and my <laughs> phone was switched off. It's never switched off because I know I could get woken up in the middle of the night, want to record straight away. So everything was off that night and that happened. So Isn't that interesting? That might, yeah, it's, I've always had this idea that one day I should go out and do an episode that's a no filming episode. I'm not allowed to film anything that happens except I will report in and say, right, this has happened, that's happened, that's happened, and then stop recording. And when I go out bush, I'll say to them, I'm not going to record you. If you want to come to me tonight, there will be no recording taking place and just see if that has any effect. I've, I've, I've started doing that too, actually. Just any when, difference? Oh, not, not yet. Um, not yet. Not yet. And I don't get to go out bush as much as I would like because um, I, I get too scared going by myself and, and my ah, husband. Come on, you big wuss. I know. Oh, I'm a bit of a wuss, <laughs> but I get too scared and I don't want to bring my dogs. I, I'd feel safer with my dog. I do bushwalking with my dogs during the day, but yep. um, I don't want to go out at night by myself. And um, and my husband works, you know, long hours and, and right. around the clock. So he's not always keen to come out with me. Um, but I do say, uh, I mean, on Sunday um, – we went kayaking up on the Murray River, which is not too far nice. from the farm. Oh, I was so beautiful. But I said, it was funny because we got there and I said, oh, don't go through that bit that looks really boggy. And he was like, oh. and he's not in his land cruiser, is he? Because I crashed that. He's in the the, the, um, <laughs> yeah. the the other Triton that we have, but it's not as 
high or, or, or good as the as the Land Cruiser. So mm. he tries to get through this boggy bit and gets bogged. So yeah. he had that, and of course there's no phone coverage. So he had to walk quite some way back out through the bush to the road to call yeah. a friend of ours to come and get us. And uh, so I, he said, well, you stay here and I'll, I'll go, for, go for a walk. And so I was just sitting there by myself and it was, it was a beautiful, beautiful day. And I did exactly what you do. I said to the ancestors of the place, to any Yowie people that were around, to any other entities that were around, that I meant no harm, that, that I, I was going to be here uh, for a short while and that I would respect the land and the place and and I did say if there are any Yowies here I'd love to see you I would love to talk yeah. to you uh, I won't film you I'm not going to try and record you or get you on camera um, but you're welcome to come and to come and say hi I didn't get any answers unfortunately but it was yeah. you know middle of the day so uh, you don't know like that might be worth trying again you know one, yeah. one of my communication sessions I actually asked the question are you do you avoid cameras and long story short he didn't have a problem with recording him. Yeah, right. But he said for my development, he wanted to meet me in his space. Yes, right. But I remember going, he doesn't mind me recording. I'm like, come on, bro, step up. Give me something. <laughs> Give me something, Help man. Help brother out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was actually was thinking next time I go up to, I'm going to head up to Queensland with the boys um, in March and uh, we'll probably end up. Um, well, we will end up going out on a, a couple of expeditions, but I was thinking to myself, now, do I say to the Yowie people in the area, can I film or not? Like, do you, do you want me to film or, sh- or is there more of a chance that you of contact if I don't have my thermal camera going? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm undecided yet. I, I thought I would play it by ear. Um, Dean would be disgusted if I wasn't recording. <laughs> Insulted. <laughs> I would be so. I'd be in trouble if I if I saw. See, one I'm definitely in the the less technology, the better camp. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I know obviously there's success that you can have with technology. I mean, there's evidence of that. Look at what Dean and the boys have done. Clearly, there's a place for it. Yeah. But if I had it my way, and if if I could find some way to record without having any electricity at all. In my site, I would do that, but um, I haven't worked out a way to have a non-electrical recording device yet, so that doesn't happen. But I think there's something to it. I really do. If you talk about if they can pick up, you know, more feminine energy and might possibly prefer that, surely they'll just be like, your electrical devices are pestering me and yeah. I'm just not yeah. really in the mood for it today. Yeah. You know, surely. I mean, that, that that makes sense to me. It just it just does. Well, and it, I don't it, know it, if I'm it, wrong. Well, it was sort of, I was also thinking before I got the message that, he wants me to talk to people about his yeah. people, about his people, and talk about them in in the way that they really are, as opposed to the the monster that that human beings have, have, have created in their minds. Which is very irritating. Very yeah. irritating. That yeah. every video, every part of the scary beast. I'm like, stop it, man. That's not how it is. That's like, not. It's not how. Not how it is. It's not how it is. In fact. Daryl's message to me the other day was meditate and connect with him every day and you get to learn how it, how it how he feels like how his energy feels when he's near you when he's connecting mm-hmm. with you he said that's a preparation for when you do see him in real life and he said you most likely will he said but so so it doesn't blow your mind and scare the crap out of you it, he wants to gently get you used to sensing when he's around so that's that, awesome. So that when you are out there and if you do sense one that's around, you, you'll notice that feeling and you'll be prepared before they step out of the bush and, 
say that's hi. That's a great idea. Yeah. Oh, that, sounds, that sounds brilliant. And I'll tell you, the, the times that I think something may have been around me, you can feel it. And I've never, uh, again, I know there's, there's, there's many reports of, you know, aggressive encounters, but that's like we always say, like people, some are nice and some are just idiots. Yeah. Um, or, or you're in a place you're not meant to be and they want to get you out and they know they can scare us. So that's the quickest way to get the, the job done. Yes, exactly. But, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I think you can. I mean, I, again, I don't know because I've, I've never been able to say categorically, I have seen a Yowie in the flesh. I've seen things that in retrospect, I think are Yowies. I've had a bit like yourself, a, I've had an encounter that later on kind of evolved and 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 molded from what i saw you may you may have heard me tell this story before i saw a possum but for some reason this possum encounter stayed in my head and over the nights and the weeks i kept dreaming about this incident and it slowly morphed into a yowie and i don't know what that means but i i think that uh, you know what i'm trying to say like uh, it just feels like there's different ways to get the message across and i think you can sense them very easily i feel like i've sensed a change in the air yeah, and I don't know what I'm sensing, but I feel like it just feels a bit different, especially a few times I've smelt things. I've had some really good smell encounters, like really good ones, where it was beyond undeniable that this is not a smell that should be here, and yeah. it's not a smell that's ever been here. And in those moments, there is this subtle change to the energy in the area. I can't explain it other than that. Oh, so I think yeah. if you persisted with that, that's a great way to do it, to be able to sense his energy and know when he's around. It yeah. makes perfect sense. Dogs do it. They know when the owners are coming home, they sense it. Exactly, exactly. You know? I, I remember um, going to look at a property as many years ago now with my brother and it was a bush block down in Victoria and um, I'd stopped to pee behind a tree for a couple of minutes and he kept walking. We were going to just traverse the length of the bush block. It was quite mm. a few acres. And as I started... Uh, finished my business, started following where my brother went and I called out to him and I got no answer and I couldn't hear his footsteps, I couldn't hear him and he didn't call back and he there was only a couple of minutes, like it wasn't far, he couldn't have got far but then suddenly I got really frightened and I, I was just, there was uh, something wrong and yep. and I, I, I even yelled out to my brother, if this is a trick, you're dead. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. This, I'm really scared. You need to come out and stop hiding yeah. now. And yeah. no, he didn't come. And he swears to me that he didn't hear me, any of that. And, and that so he, he didn't hear any of that? He didn't hear me yelling. He didn't hear me calling out to him. Now, that's interesting. And so I just felt there's something really wrong here and I'm really frightened. And so I turned to go back to uh, there was a bit of a clearing in the middle of the block and I, I came out, I got to the clearing, but I came out from the opposite side of a clearing from where, where, yeah. we'd, where we'd headed off. So, I mean, I know yeah. you, you, it, it is easy to get disoriented in the bush, so perhaps I, on no, my way back to the clearing, I'd veered off and come around the side of the clearing instead. I don't know, but I, I got there, but coming from the wrong side, and then my brother did eventually come back and I was like where the fuck were you I was really scared and he was like what are you talking about uh, and, and so and he saw he actually saw the in the bracken and the ferns on the ground he saw a flat black hairy back of something moving off through the bush oh wow and he wasn't he had it was too quick and he couldn't see it for any length of time but my thoughts since then, I didn't put it all together then, but, but now knowing what I know now, 
potentially there was yeah, there was a yowie there. Potentially that it was it was on its hands and knees. Um, well, that's that's super interesting. I have yeah. had this idea that I've been tossing around my head that you often hear the reports of uh, the forest going quiet. I've been flipping that on its head and thinking that that perhaps it's not the forest going quiet. Perhaps it's something interdimensional creating not a vortex, not a portal, but kind of like an an energetic. I never know how to put this into words. Like a bubble. Let's just say, yeah. Okay. Perfect. Like a bubble, and within that energetic bubble that that surrounds them, it messes with sound. Yeah. And for some reason, that might block the sounds coming. If you're in the bubble, you it stops the sound or something. And that kind of sounds like kind of what could have happened to you there. Yeah. Yeah. And the 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 forest was to- totally quiet. I could hear. What was weird was I could hear dogs on a neighbouring property barking like crazy. Mm. Uh, but I couldn't hear any bird noises or insect noises when I was in the forest and I couldn't hear my brother. So yeah, that's it was, interesting. And I was terrified for some weird reason. So, yeah. That sounds was, like there was something, yeah, something didn't want you there. Yeah, exactly. Made you feel that way and you, you, you picked it up with the no sound. Yeah, that's a really interesting little moment there. So I, I've come to the understanding and I suspect that we all have these abilities, these latent abilities to feel. As you said, we're all elect- – everything's electronic, electric, ma- electromagnetic frequencies. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll get to it. Get to um, it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all – all of us are – all matter is electromagnetic frequency. So when you – if you get down to an, an atomic, a quantum level. Yep. So if you think of it like that, it, it opens up this world of possibilities – Things aren't, as matter of fact, and no. as, as as black and white and as solid as as you think they are. No, and and humans, we're very forgetful old creatures, aren't we? I mean, we just seem to think that the whole world revolves around social media, mobile phones, and <laughs> and movies and video games, and and they're all wonderful things. But again, that's not it. That's just that's just stuff. That's just noise. That's not it. And yeah. that is not our true nature on any level. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about. A being that has, I mean, we have to have some kind of soul. I don't understand how anything can, so if the soul is real, what the hell is the soul? If it's not some kind of energetic something that resides somewhere within us or without us or something that drives this vehicle. I mean, the more you think about things, the weirder they get. And this is the problem (laughs) with conspiracies because the more you go down the rabbit holes, you start coming up to all sorts of weird and wonderful things. And then the waters get a bit muddied with some rubbish and, some good stuff, but yeah, reality is weird. Reality is strange, and and everything we've talked about in this conversation to an outsider that isn't into this would sound would sound strange and would sound unusual as well. But a little bit of digging and a little bit of understanding, and things start normalizing. And to think that something could block a sound a sound wave, that's not that far fetched. No. I mean, it really is. It's it? not. You know, in Christopher Noel's book, he was talking about quantum physics and mm-hmm. how um, matter. They've done all. Uh, I'll have to. I'm probably going to summarize it really badly, but uh, paraphrase it really badly. But uh, matter, and they've done experiments to prove this. So atoms solidify in your vision when you when you observe something. That's when the atoms all join together and the observer effect, yeah. The observer effect. Yep. But if you're not looking at something, 
there's just this soup of atoms that aren't solid, that aren't joined together, that aren't anything, but it's only the act of observation that turns things into solid matter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I I know. I absolutely (laughs) know. And I can't work out, is that... Is that consciousness interacting with these things? Is yeah. that the trigger? Is it, is it literally putting, is it, is it that we manifest everything and that by observing something, that's an act of manifestation? Uh, I, I've never been able to explain it, but it is, there's something in it, isn't there? There's, yeah. there's something in that. Is, is reality uh, just a hologram? You know? Is it a simulation? <laughs> there's all these beautiful <laughs> yeah. ideas out there that all is as nice sounding as the last and, what's the answer? I mean, maybe we're not supposed to know, but I mean, this comes down to the, to the nature of reality. But when this you comes get, down to, yeah. the, you know, everything that is. Uh, and when, oh. but when you get down into that little, into that quantum world, and when you start to understand how things really work on that level, then it's not that far a stretch to imagine yaois being able to disappear, being able to mind speak, being able to communicate telepathically with each other and with us. Yep. Alien races uh, interacting with with us, uh, with None our of planet. It's that weird. None of it's that weird when you get we down to that level. beings on planet Earth that are immortal. Those jellyfish that live at the bottom of the ocean that regenerate their own their own <laughs> cells in their body. That's that's more out there than any Yowie story you've ever heard. Well, you know, an I, immortal I, jellyfish. What the heck? Like, well, we uh, from from what I've learnt, my current understanding, and I always change things to, depending on what evidence comes in and comes by comes my way but my understanding at the moment is that we are we're all immortal souls and that our current incarnation on this planet our bodies are just a meat suit and they're just an avatar (laughs) absolutely absolutely i i believe that for longer than i can remember we're yeah we're a car the soul is the driver you know and like we are nothing more than a, a very advanced biological computer designed for some reason. I don't know why. And the soul is like the power. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so if you like, so if you look at things like that, then all of the, this whole Yowie existence and their communication with us isn't far fetched. No, not at all, not at all. And it just it will be nice if you know as you assume humanity gets wiser and wiser, or maybe not wiser. Maybe we're getting less wise, but maybe we're getting more knowledgeable that sooner or later concepts such as this can become not mainstream but more widely accepted and then everything paranormal, all forms of paranormal, you know, ghosts, et cetera, et cetera, can start being understood a little bit more and we can maybe, you know, make some headway as a species and start learning more about ourselves and all these fringy topics won't be so fringe anymore. But for today, (laughs) we're not quite there yet. (laughs) Hey, we probably should wrap it up shortly, Craig, but was there anything else that you wanted to talk about before we finish and make sure you tell the Yowie Central listeners how they can find your YouTube channel. Yeah, look, I'll just give a quick plug. So the way I'm doing my channels at the moment is I've got two channels. That's Bushcraft and Camping Adventures for everything Bushcraft and Camping and Paranormal Encrypted for Adventures for the same, Paranormal Encrypted. You can find them on YouTube. I'm doing a season seasonal approach at the moment because the workload and was just, I was becoming, what's the old saying? Uh, Jack of all trades, master of none. I was spending, <laughs> I was going out on one camping trip and trying to film four videos across two channels. It was too much. So I've, I've, I've pulled it back now. So I'm doing seasons. So I'm just about to wrap up 
the Paranormal Encrypted Adventures season. I've got a couple uh, max more videos to come out at the moment. Um, one is another kind of take, uh, very similar to uh, Yowie's even building stick structures. It's kind of the next level down that kind of thought process. It's not fun. It's not sobering. It's quite party pooper. And it's just an idea that I've had about if Yowies are not making these structures that we are seeing in the bush and they're absolutely not natural, then what could be making these structures? And I kind of give a little bit of a, a theorizing kind of uh, video talking about that. Then maybe I've got one more to come out on that. Then the Yowie channel is going to be having downtime for a few months while I do my bushcraft stuff. And then I'll be back again. And I'll just keep switching over like that. So that's where I'm at at the moment. I'm looking to do another communication video sometime soon, but that probably will be for next season. So probably the end of this year. And um, apart from that, it's let's hope something exciting happens while I'm out doing bushcraft stuff as well. And then I'll have little little episodes sliding in every now and then. But that's how you get me. I've got obviously Facebook, which is a good way to contact me if anyone wants to reach out. I'm Paranormal Encrypted Adventures Facebook. And uh, I think that's all my little things. I think that's about it. <laughs> you got a lot on your plate. <laughs> um, not to mention the three kids, school teacher, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> exactly. Not to mention all that as well. It's like to keep busy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I've got fingers and toes and everything crossed for you that you have more Yowie experiences out there and that you can work on that connection with Najikam. Thank you so much for for your time and for sharing all of your experiences with me and with the Yowie Central listeners. I really, really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. And as I said, I'm a big fan of the podcast, so it's uh, very exciting to be on the podcast. I'm ticking all the big Aussie podcasts off. It's exciting times. <laughs> Yay. But thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, please come back again when you're ready. And if you have more adventures out there and you want to share what's been going on, uh, I'd love to talk to you about it. And, um, be happy to. In the meantime, we can we can talk on Messenger anyway. Sure thing. Be wonderful. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And that was intrepid Yowie researcher Craig Zammett. Craig, mate, thank you so much for sharing your stories with me and the Yowie Central listeners. You may have noticed that I cut out my Yowie's name out of the recording. And the reason I did this was because I actually asked him if I could share his name publicly after I spoke to Craig and he communicated with me that he preferred I didn't. So I cut his name out of the recording out of respect for his wishes. Referring to him in the future, uh, I think I will have to think of a pseudonym for him. I've I've got a couple of ideas, but I haven't decided on it yet. But uh, I'll I'll share that with you when I've made a decision as to what we're going to nickname him. Don't forget, the more we talk about this subject, the more we normalise it for everyone. And it's my sincere hope that people face less ridicule when they talk about their experiences. And hopefully, when people see these beings, they're not as traumatised as they might be uh, if they didn't know anything about these beings or, in fact, that they even exist. And maybe if we educate people about Yowies, we'll be able to protect them from people hunting them and destroying their, their forest homes. So if you've seen a Yowie or experienced something strange and mysterious, I would love to talk to you. And I know that the Yowie Central listeners would love to hear your story. 
get in touch with me via yaoicentral at gmail.com or via the Yowie Central Facebook group or Instagram or Twitter. Well, that's all I've got for you today, my friends. Yowie Central will be back in a couple of weeks. I'll catch you then. Stay safe. Out in the cold, out in the dark, something's lurking at the edge of the park. People be warned, people beware, there's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair. Hear him cry, hear him howl, looking for someone to disembowel. Claws like a hook, eyes like coal, feet so big they're gonna crush your soul. They call him Sasquatch. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.